Coming to you, undead from the crypt. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. <laughs> It's your host, Zombie Joe. Today's episode two, and I'm going to be reviewing 1985's Return of the Living Dead, which is hands down my favourite horror movie, which is this little pearler over here. Uh, this cracker, now this is this is the poster that I saw as a kid, so I'm talking the six-year-old walking in, going face-to-face with this poster. Um, and you'd think it would terrify the living noodles off a little kid like myself it didn't it just made me more enthralled with it i just kept staring at it the more the more it kind of spooked me a little bit the more intrigued i became obsessed about this picture every time i went to the vhs shop and stood in front of it and uh as i got older i still gravitated towards it and then i was able to actually watch it and completely fell in love with it and it's the reason why i love it then and the reason why i love it today so yeah I'm going to get cracking into the movie now, which is uh, directed by uh, Dan O'Bannon. Now, he he's the writer for Alien and Aliens in, in 79 and 86. So in between that, he wrote and he directed Return of the Living Dead. Uh, the two writers on this uh, movie was uh, Rudy Ritchie and John A. Russo. Now, John A. Russo uh, wrote for both... Night of the Living Dead's 1968 and the 1990 remake. So that's he's got a big part to play, and hence why the Night of the Living Dead is kind of nodded at a few times during this movie. Uh, like I said, Adelaide Horror Podcast, we're not going to spoil it. Like, I'm not going to give a deep dive or end up wrecking um, the movie for you if you haven't gone and seen it. If you have not gone and seen The Return of the Living Dead... Uh, I don't gatekeep. I don't go. Oh, you're not a horror fan if you don't. Say, I don't do any of that shit. That's that's crap. It's a bad attitude to have. I, I'd like newbies, uh, and uh, I highly recommend this movie. It's it's actually a really good movie to start off with. Really, uh, if you if you're unsure what horror movie to watch, if it's not too full on, um, yeah, Return of the Living Dead is probably a really good one to watch. I wouldn't say it's for kids. I'd, I'd even with a parent, I'd I'd be like, yeah, hang hang out to about thirteen or fourteen. But mind you, the stuff out nowadays is pretty full on. So, um, yeah, just see how you go. Parental discretion, but really, I'd I'd probably suggest probably fourteen, fifteen, and and yeah, definitely watch it with a parent that likes uh, horror movies. Um, yeah, don't watch it with your grandma who doesn't like horror movies. That's not going to work. That's not going to go down well. <laughs> so yeah it's the budget for this was uh, 4 million and it grossed 14 million in the US alone and then 14 million worldwide so it kicked all the goals uh, I don't know the IMDB score for it don't really give a shit but for me it's 9 out of 10 all, all day long um, and it was released in Australia in the same year uh, in October 24th of October 1980. Now, how cool would it have been if Australia was really kind of into the whole celebrating Halloween? It would have been a perfect time to go and watch it. But unfortunately, Australians are still hang up on, on celebrating Halloween. There's two groups, the people that do 
and the people don't go and go, it's not America, and we can't, we can't celebrate Halloween. So, you know, what do you do? Uh, I'm a part of pro Halloween. I'm just like, dude, just have fun. Like, what? Anyway, I'm not going to get into that rant <laughs> with everyone, but yeah, I've, I've got some strong feelings about it. Uh, so seeing this at the movies in in '85 would have been amazing. Fortunately, it didn't happen, and it went to VHX, which is you know it is what it is. So good luck to all the people in America that saw it at the cinema that's watching this. Good on you. That's fantastic. Uh, like I said, I watched it way later down the track because just because of my age. I was, I was six, you know, when this came out. So I didn't really get to see this until I was about 13, 14. And I grabbed it with a whole bunch of VHS tapes as well and came home to watch it, you know, when I had no responsibilities, you know, when life was good. <laughs> So um, the runtime for this is an hour and twenty. You're not going to be flicking your phone through this one. If you are, yeah, I'd, yeah, I don't know why you're even watching horror movies in the first place. If you're going to be like that, uh, the cast I'll split it up. So there's two groups: there's teenagers in this one, and then there's the adults. So and these guys are the main kind of uh, players in this in this film. So we've got Freddy. So we go go through the teenagers slash the slash punks uh, so we got Freddie who's played by Tom Matthews uh, Tina who's played by Beverly Randolph Chuck who's played by John Philbin Casey played by Jewel Shepherd Spider played by Miguel Menez Scuzz played by Brian Peck and Suicide played by Mark Venturi and then there's Trash who is the lovely Linnea Quigley who's hands down the screen queen and who I got introduced to who Linnea Quigley was because after that I was like who is this girl and you know being 14 year old yeah all systems go <laughs> about Linnea Quigley so I was you know got on Fangoria and you know it was just kind of you know this is the pre-internet like um so I was I was kind of uh, you know gone back through back issues of uh Fangoria to find out who this girl's about so and uh yeah pretty cool so for the adults in this we have bert who's played by uh clue gallagher uh frank played by jamie karen ernie played by don calfer and colonel glover played by jonathan terry and i mentioned i mentioned colonel glover because there's two parts where he appears in this movie at the start and at the end and the role what he does is a pivotal consequence to everything. So there's th that is the reason why I, I mention him. But if he didn't do anything, I would have I would have not mentioned him. So there is a reason why I mentioned him. Now Bert is the owner of Unita Medical Supply that Frank works at, and so he is the guy that gets contacted when the schnizzle goes down. Uh, and so Freddie and Frank. Uh, deal with him heavily throughout the mid section of the movie because of what has gone on. So basically, what the the premise of uh, Return of the Living Dead is. Um, so Freddy's got a job at Unita Medical Supply, which where Frank uh, works, and he works under Bert, who's the the owner. Um, this is a medical supply thing, so you know there's bodies, there's body parts, there's you know, uh, spoiler warning: there's a there's a taxidermied 
um, cat that is in half. So if you are funny about things like that, that's your kind of heads up warning on that one, a bit of a trigger warning if that, that uh, upsets you, so be aware of that. Um, you know it's going to come, like you do see it, so you'll be able to skip over it a couple of seconds if that does disturb you, so there's that option there. Uh, and so yeah, he's just doing a tour. So basically what happens, so what I love about this, about the writing on this is that the banter between Freddie and, and Frank is, is if I've done numerous jobs as a new employee, so and it's the, the old worker that's been there for ages, they're showing you the ropes, and he's chucking the jokes down, and some are landing, some are not landing. You know, it's that it's the tailor's oldest time. You know, we we've all been there. We've all been in that new job, and or the other classic for me as well is like the 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 other workers start coming up to this guy, and they're having these like imper like inside joke conversations, like ha 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 ha, and then they look at you and you go, <laughs> yeah yeah okay, and it, it's a pretty awkward. Um, and this is what starts at the start of this movie. It's really funny. So when I was watching it, I, I really enjoyed this bit. I thought this this dialogue is so realistic because we've we have all been there, like as the new employee being shown around the new workplace. And and so anyway, and and let's face it, Frank's a pretty nice guy. Like if you're starting a new job, Frank's the guy that you'd want showing around. Like you know, he's he's funny. He's serious when he has to be, but he's not terrifying and he's not a, a dick. He doesn't treat you like crap because you're the new guy. So, no, nah, good on him. Um, so, anyway, in the process of showing him around, they end up he ends up mentioning the movie Night of the Living Dead and that it's based on a true story and uh, this is the container. So, he go, they go down and have a look and he's showing them and just through a mishap, which I'm not going to spoil... Uh, the lid comes off and uh, the gases get released. So they end up inhaling the gas and that medically affects them. So that's that's that. That's what happens there. With the other group of teenagers, what happens is that they're waiting for Freddy's shift to finish. So what they're doing is they're just hanging around the you need a medical supply area. And um, so we have Scuzz, who's basically... Um, the owner of this Cadillac that's just full of graffiti, being a car guy, holy shit, this 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 Cadillac was a horror movie for me. Like looking at it with all the graffiti on it, I was like, mate, holy moly. Anyway, that aside, <laughs> um, yeah, that triggered me. <laughs> like I looked at, I'm like, what are you doing in this car? Um, so anyway, these these guys, they're all like hanging in the car, they're cruising around, they're, they're bored, they're waiting for 10 o'clock, so then they, so, Fred, so Freddie could come out and they can go party, you know. So in the meantime, they're just hanging around the, uh, the meter, you need a medical supply area. Next to that is the Resurrection Cemetery. So they're like, nah, let's get our boom boxes and let's go hang out there and drink and party in the cemetery. Like, how cool is that? So, um, Lene Quigley's character, Trash, very keen on this idea and, and proceeds to leg it into this cemetery and then strip naked and then dance to, um, to uh, I think we make love till we die, which is uh, SS, yeah, SSQ uh, is the artist who sings that. It's a great 80s song. In fact, one of the second reasons why I really love Return of the Living Dead is the music. You've got one, the theme song, which kicks off when the schnizzle goes down. 
and it the, the it doesn't build tension but you're like oh shit here we go like it's it's really really good and that's why i love it it's a great theme song it's one of my theme favorite theme songs to a horror film i've got it as a ringtone on my phone uh i kind of want it to do it as a as the intro song for adelaide horror podcast but i don't know how i'm gonna work that out but i'll see if i'm allowed to to do that i don't want any uh ghouls rocking up from the music industry knocking on my door going you can't play that like so i'll see how i go with that um yeah so the theme song uh make love with you to a die by ssq and then do you want a party by 45 grave uh, that's that's a really good 80s punk song that just smacks you in the face. Now it, it was heavily promoted with the with the trailer for this. When you, when you saw the 80s trailer, this was the song that they played in the background. And uh, yeah, it's really good. You can get it on Spotify if you just type in "Return of the Living Dead." The album comes up in the group for albums, and you just go there and you check it out. It's great. Uh, so you got those you know 80s bangers there that are really good um <clears throat> so anyway they're all dancing to this thing so in the timeline so when when the gases are released it gets it, it sends a cadaver that's hanging up and sends it, it, it reanimates it so it starts running around everywhere and they're freaking out and and um they're like cutting up the body and like trying to get rid of this mistake that they've done and They've realised they've opened the canister, so the guy goes, we've got to ring up the US Army now and tell them what's going on. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, they're freaking out. And um, so that's kind of where the info for all that's going to stop. I'm not going to go into that because if you haven't seen this movie, I'm going to start spoiling it, which I don't want to do. So that's that's kind of what ends up going on there. So that's where Bert's character comes in. He comes down and they start concocting this plan. Okay, we've got to start cutting up this body and we've got to get rid of it. So that's where they bring it to the cemetery and uh, uh, the, uh, the, not the morgue, but it's the funeral home and kind of the, like the, the mortician there is played by Ernie and uh, the coolest tracksuit uh, he wears. It's very cool. He's got his little he's got his little Hades headphones on. I remember having a rocking a pair of those Sony bad boys, and um, yeah, so he's listening to some music and he's you know fixing someone up with the makeup ready to ready for burial. And these guys come in with the cut up body and they said you know we've got to get rid of. It. Eventually they have to come clean and tell them what's going on. And so they say okay we've got to do it. So they eventually they do, and in incinerating the body because of the gases in this body the incineration process the the that comes out the chimney and there's a reaction with the weather and uh, it starts it starts heavily raining creates a storm and this rain goes into the soil and hence bang starts the the reanimation of all the corpses in the cemetery so basically uh, creates all these ghouls because they start coming out of the ground. Uh, the teens uh, are stuck in the cemetery and are now surrounded by the undead. Um, two manage to break free and head into the, the, you need a medical supply. And so basically the rest of the movie is bouncing between you need a medical supply and the cemetery. This is pretty much where it goes. And then there's a big showdown at the funeral home 
uh, there's a big showdown with all the ghouls surrounding the funeral home trying to get in and the and the teenager and the and the punks are all barricaded inside uh, so there's those nods to night of the living dead uh, in those sequences as well uh, it's it's really it's really really good and it's it that's where it this is where the movie just grabs you for the whole entire time like you're you hundred uh, percent concentration at this point it's totally sucked you in uh, and then uh, Colonel Glover appears at the end does what he has to do and there's your plot twist kind of there and and I'm not going to spoil that so that's that's why the movie. It's an amazing kind of thing where it stands on its own. It's it's referenced with Night of the Living Dead. You can literally put these two movies together in the universe of each other. Like it's and that's why I love about it as well. Um, and it's funny where it has to be, scary where it has to be. Now the thing is, it's not gory. So if you're not into gore, it's kind of the movie for you. However, if you're a bit of a gorephobe, you're just going to be like, you know. There's not enough gore for me to like. So if they, if they, heaven forbid, they did this, but if they did remake the Return of the Living Dead, which I don't like its chances, but if they did, it would be very gory. I, I understand. I think what I recall is the other Return of the. There was a few sequels after this. There was two, three, I think four. I think it goes to five, but I, I stopped at three. Uh, I didn't, I, I didn't watch the other ones. Um, Three has got the the distinct one with the lady with the glass sticking out of it. That's that's kind of where I I stop it there, but and that was pretty gory that one. So I think the gore accelerated as it went on, but originally this one was good how they did it. Um, the practical effects in this is just there's one. I'm not going to spoil it. There's there's a bit where the 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 main characters are able to speak. To one of the ghouls and this scene is is amazing how they've done it like right to the spine hitting the metal like of this 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 ghoul is talking the spine is moving and eventually it starts whacking the table and it's just so realistic it, it just it's amazing the sound and the graphic and the practical effects are just amazing in this and that's why I love this movie all, all day long. And I just keep, I could keep watching it. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, Return of the Living Dead. This is where I'm going to leave it because I'm not going to go in and end up spoiling it for you. So definitely go out and check it out. Um, you can't really go on YouTube and watch it. It's, it's one of those ones where you have like 52 videos to watch if you do do it. Um, I went out and purchased it via eBay, so that would be the way to go. Or if you've got a local shop or whatever, if you're watching this in overseas as well, there'd be different channels for you to to grab a copy, but um, or stream it. I think you'd be able to. I don't know if you could get it on Prime Video, but one of the services you'll definitely be able to. If you went hunting, you'd be able to grab it. Um, yeah. So nine out of ten. Return of the Living Dead, 1985. Zombie Joe's uh, favourite horror film. Uh, check it out and uh, enjoy. And I will see you next time in the crypt. And stay scary. <laughs>